What's up, champion? I hope you, your family, and community are well. This is Big Ups Live, a positive space for positive people. If that's what you're in the mood for, you are in the right place. I am your host, Leroy Buster Silva, and it is a beautiful fall day. I hope you have had the time to enjoy the changes a new season brings. Like the seasons, our wellness changes day to day and year to year. So take some time to reflect and celebrate where you have been and where you are going. Before we jump into episode number four, I want to throw out a disclaimer for some content that will be discussed. The topics of substance abuse and suicide will be mentioned in this episode. Our guest will share her wellness journey and share stories of her perseverance through dark times. And most importantly, she will share her celebrations of her new adventures in life. On Big Ups Live, we ride the cyber waves to visit with community champions from various sectors, backgrounds, and locations to give you a real look at what wellness looks like in their neck of the woods. Today, we are happy to welcome Brandy Ami to the show. Brandy is from the Pueblo of Laguna in New Mexico. She is a mother. She is a college graduate from the University of New Mexico. She has traveled the world, and she is an actress, an active community member, a formal radio host, and she is now a long-distance runner with big goals. At this time, I would like to welcome Ms. Brandy Ami to the Big Ups Live podcast. What's up, Brandy? Uh, well, let me, I guess, introduce myself. Yeah. So my name's Brandy Ami. Like Buster said, I'm from Pueblo of Laguna and have had a great, you know, upbringing there. I've been immersed in our culture, thankfully, because my parents decided to raise us there on the reservation. Um, both of my parents grew up outside of the reservation um, and came home once they decided that they wanted to have a family. So I'm grateful for that every day because uh, they could have gone a completely, completely different direction and, and stayed you know, in the city and we could have been urban Indians that just visit every now and then. But, you know, to me, Laguna is home and it'll always be home. And I always remember you when I was growing up, I've seen you in the community for so long and, and always been a positive influence. Um, at least from what I remember, you know, you've always been part of programs that were very influential for the youth to be active. And so I'm grateful for that because it's awesome to be here today talking to you and have the chance to share stories and and hopefully help some people maybe learn from my lessons um maybe not make the same mistakes and you know just provide some compassion in, in understanding you know a little bit about my journey through wellness by having to face alcoholism you know dead in the face mm -hmm. and and come back from that so those are i think some of the the keys that we're going to focus on today and and so I'm just grateful for the the opportunity to be able to share and, and hopefully this will reach people that, you know, really need to hear um, that there's still a chance for life, even if yes. you've taken a turn um, down a road that you may not have wanted to go. Uh, it's OK. You can always uh, turn around and, and make changes. So 
that's hopefully yes. what my my story will convey Yes, for sure. So thank you very much, Brandy, for that introduction. And definitely, again, this is uh, this is a, a space where, you know, we highlight community champions sort of from literally around the world into, you know, wellness is different. Wellness is different for everybody. And that's the beauty of it is that, you know, bringing having a space for people to tell their story and to learn and to, you know, accept, acknowledge, you know, where where they come from and where they're going. So, you know, thank you very much, Brandy, for, you know, bringing your your knowledge, your experiences, but also to, you know, definitely I feel that uh, your your story is uh, is powerful. And just um, hearing you um, talk about uh, talk about that during our, our first initial interview, that, um, you know, the story that you have, but also to the reason why you do what you do. So thank you again, Brandy, for being on uh, Big Ups Live. So um, let's do a quick wellness check. So, Brandy, how is your wellness? mind body and connections how is that going oh it needs some work i definitely <laughs> feel the winter months uh creeping in yeah. i i've uh, been a very aware i think more of of all of the mental physical emotional connections over the last year year and a half um and i'm definitely not on a high where i would normally like to be but I'm definitely seeing the habits that I need to change and how I want to um, be more uh, focused on those in the next coming months because I'm definitely sliding back into a comfortable phase where winter <laughs> likes to put us, right? Because it's, yeah. it's cold and we want to just bundle up. And so I'm really fighting some of those, those bad habits creeping back in. It just reminds me even more so how much I have to really stay focused on continuing good habits, even though I think I have it down and I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to make my list because I'll remember or yes. whatever excuse I give myself. And then I realize I'm forgetting things every single day. And now I'm like, okay, I need to go make my lists again. And, yeah. you know, things like that, just putting myself back into a position where I'm holding myself more accountable um, so that my mental state gets better. Because yes. I, when you, um, I think, start to spin out of control, it's because some something or one of the things or maybe all of the things are off. And I think finding one thing to focus on and, and get your mind wrapped around starts to help other things fall in line too. So for me, that's where I'm trying to get myself a little more organized with my mental state. That way, hopefully that starts to um, permeate my physical state. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> because I definitely organizing in my physical realm as well so uh once that starts to happen i think m the rest of me will start to be you know a little more calm but for now i feel like i've got all kinds of energy going in different directions and so yes. i'm trying to hone it back in and <laughs> and focus so it's been good to to really be able to understand myself in that way and to be able to express it because i think that's one of the things that people struggle with a lot is mm -hmm. not being able to say like oh i'm just really overwhelmed you know that's mm -hmm. why things are out of control because i can't think right now there's too much going on in my head yes. and yes. and being able to just vocalize that sometimes even just to hear yourself say it will be better off for you because you're acknowledging it and then you can put a stop to it. And that's yes. really a lot of what needs to happen is just being aware. So yes. awareness for me has been key in my, in my, um, my overall wellness. Um, mm -hmm. And so for me, that's, that's kind of where I'm at, but at least I'm aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I tell myself. <laughs> I'm aware of it. And if I'm aware of it, then I can work on it. And, yes. and that's really where I think most of what my message is going to be today is, you know, just continue to work on yourself because yeah. 
that's that's what life is a growing process oh yeah for sure and I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that acknowledging where you're at right now because i've been doing a lot of acknowledging just lately um to talk about my wellness um around this time um i always feel a sense of like um just sadness. I don't know. It always happens this this around this time when I feel the the weather change. There's certain smells that kind of trigger that. So it takes. I've been doing a lot of breathing and trying to you know um, self talk in regard to okay, it's 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 good. I mean, you go through this like every um, every year. Um, but also too, um, I think my little my stress level is a little higher than normal because um, uh, we are looking for a house, my wife and I. So that has been a a. It's supposed to be exciting, but at the same time, it's very stressful, especially in today's market. So uh, when you talk about wellness, you know, wellness is not just your physical, but, you know, your like you mentioned, your mental state, getting in that frame of mind, um, because I still have to do my nine to five. I still have to do my community work and outreach and things like that. So, you know, and be a daddy, be a husband and then look for a house. And all of this stuff is going on right now. So wellness, uh, self-care for me is very essential right now, very important. So I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of breathing and a lot of uh, just trying to ride my bike a little bit more, uh, be outside, enjoy the, um, you know, the changing of the leaves and things like that. So so just a, on my wellness check, um, I get the same thing. My There's excitement and then there's stress. So just like you, my my um, wellness is all over the place, my energy, but, um, but I know in the end it's, it's going to work out. I try to keep a positive frame of mind. So, so if you're feeling that way, champion, if you're listening on this, uh, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back, whatever you're doing, stay positive. So things will happen for you. We'll take a deep oh. breath together. Cause I feel like <laughs> I feel that like breathing is so important. And I yes. even started giving into my Apple watch when it tells me to breathe. Cause I realized that <laughs> there's definitely a calm that happens once I remember to breathe and just take mm -hmm. those breaths in with a full mind of focus and just being grateful that I have lungs that can take in all of this oxygen and just being really, yes. you know, oh, honest and, and happy in those moments of being appreciative of having my breath because I, I did have COVID. I, I had it last mm -hmm. November. And so yeah. there's, there's a sense of, you know, that fear because of everyone that has had such bad experiences with it. Thankfully, you know, I didn't, I, I really didn't even know I had it until I lost my sense of smell. But, um, you know, during the quarantine time, I, I did feel a few moments of shortness of breath where it felt like I couldn't get a full breath, even though I was breathing and I was, it was really strange. And so now, you know, breathing just in general is something that I'm like, okay, I definitely need to do it more and be more yeah. conscious of it. And so meditation is one of the things that I've been trying to add into my day just so that I can focus for those 10, 15 minutes, whatever I commit myself to. But mm -hmm. I definitely hear your stresses about uh, the house because I'm in the same same situation. Ryan and I are talking oh. about buying at the end of this lease and our, yeah. our lease is up in January. So I'm like, oh my God, there's only a few months before yes. then. And the headache of looking at the market, like I don't even like thinking about it because I know how many people are moving here. <laughs> and yeah. it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I definitely understand what those those feelings are like too it's yeah. growing growing up in so many ways yeah, adulting yes. yes and i was laughing this morning because today's his birthday 
Yep. So today he's he's 38. And so I, we're six years apart in, in age. And so sometimes I just tease him and I'm like, what does it feel like? Because I, I have a few more years before I get there, like mentally prepare me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it's just weird, weird seeing kids grow up around you and you're still like here, but you're not really changing. He's like, and everybody else is changing. It's it's kind of interesting. And I was like, we're we're laughing about it. But um, yeah, I don't I want to get too much off topic. This way to hit 40, things will open up. Baby. You're just a life changer. No. Oh yeah, man, when I turned 30, I felt life changed. <laughs> oh man. I'm excited though. I think getting older has, has been fun. I used to dread it. Like when I turned 25, I really, really like lost my mind for a minute because I was like, oh yeah. God, like my youth is over. Cause they cut you off of so many programs when you turn 25. Like, you know, youth programs are always like 18 to 24 or like yeah. whatever and so when i turned 25 i was just so sad because i was like i can't be a part of this program anymore and i can't be a part of this program like i was just upset because i was outside considered in that youth. window just sad face looking in <laughs> yeah I'm like wait guys give go. me keys please <laughs> no but yeah and and now that i i've progressed and i've lived through <laughs> struggled through my 20s um I definitely see the the celebration of my thirties. I think yes. so. Yeah. Yes, and that's and that's an awesome segue into this uh, the next portion of the uh, of this of the show is that you know um, we talked in um, you know and the the way it started is you know when I got the idea of inviting you to the to the um, to the podcast is that um, you know you're you're I think you made a post in regard to um, you know your your challenges but also to your successes at that particular time in um, time and space of where you were at um, like you mentioned in your 20s I don't want to tell the story whole story whole story because I want to you know relay it to you but um, but that really inspired me is that you know just the beauty of you know uh, thinking about how wellness can be can change people can make uh, you know even though we've um, I've made you know decisions in my past that uh, you know affected my wellness and I wasn't I'm not proud of it but at the same time like you said before is that you learn from them you're able to say I did this acknowledge it and change it so you know that's and that's the whole reason why you know I wanted to bring you on because your story of inspiration and you know for those people who struggle with al alcoholism or any type of you know addiction that uh, you know there's there's light and there's, um, you know, meaning behind what you do. And you found your strength in, you know, a thing that you didn't really enjoy doing. I think that's what you said when you were younger um, in high school. But now you find your strength in it. So I'm going to toss it to you. And, you know, what what what, what is that? Um, you said you struggled through your, your 20s. But, you know, how has your wellness changed from that point up until now? Yeah, definitely. I um <clears throat> I guess just to summarize where I what I grew up with real quick because I think that's really what sets me apart from a lot of people um was my parents really made the decision that one one of them was going to stay home when they had kids. It didn't matter who it was, but one of them was going to stay home because the, somebody needed to raise us. They didn't want a babysitter. They didn't want us, you know, in in childcare and so that's the one like a huge setting stone because my mom had the time to focus on us and our upbringing and really give us the love that we we deserved as children you know and, and a lot of times that's where i see so many of our struggles starting as families is just not having that time to take care of our own children because we're being forced to work and so with that being said um 
after we were kind of older and, and in school and doing things like that, my mom was able to go back to school. She went to massage therapy school and got her uh, license to practice. And that shifted the way that we dealt with things um, from sickness to how we ate and uh, just overall mentality. She was a lot different. I was about 10, 11. So I was still really young and, and able to have she was able to have a, a large impact on the way that I see the world now. And I didn't understand it until just recently. Um, but basically she took over, you know, a, a holistic perspective. And so we used a lot of natural medicines. We didn't use really any over the counter drugs. Um, like if I had a headache, she would have a smell lavender instead of taking Tylenol. Um, and she used, of course, a lot of her massage to help heal us, you know, because energy moves through the body. And so for me, I found healing through, you know, talking to myself and to listening to myself and to using my own intuition. Or at least I was when I was younger because I was I was listening to her a little bit more, probably from middle school on. I didn't really uh, understand some of the things that she would talk about though. But I remember her teaching me like, be open-minded, you let talk to the universe, tell the universe what you need from it, speak, mm -hmm. speak what you need so that, um, things will move in a way that it will start to come to you. She would always tell us these things. And, and I didn't understand in the sense that I just, I was young, but I would try to listen and, and I didn't agree all the time. I was rebellious. Um, so there was times she would like to try to help me and, and I would say, oh, that didn't work or I didn't feel it yeah. or this, because I didn't and I really didn't. But now um, that I'm older and I'm starting to rely on some of those teachings and I do understand it, I, I see that that has helped me live a different life than most people because most people are used to um, dealing with things with a pill Mm -hmm. or um, taking some sort of medication to make their ailments go away. And it really takes a long time to listen, to understand how to listen to your body, to figure out how to heal yourself. Yes. And, and so for me, my healing through alcohol has always been different. Um, but I mean, I went through so much. So just to summarize that situation, I went to, um, UNM uh, for my degree in psychology because I I grew up with alcoholism within my family, within my community, and I just I wanted to be different. I wanted to not be a statistic. I didn't yeah. want to have that kind of impact on the world. Um, I really, really wanted to change those things for my community. So that's why I went to school to get a degree in psychology. I wanted to go further, um, but the hiccups happen um, yes. and life happens. And I had my daughter uh, 10 days before my sophomore year started. And it was a blessing and one of the most difficult things I think that I've had to do um, going to school and, and, and being a mother. Uh, but it's one of the most rewarding things I think that mm -hmm. I've ever done. Um, and it's just, she's continued to bless me. Uh, she is one of the main reasons why I was able to get sober. Um, but long story short, in another direction, I don't want to stay on topic, but um, I'll talk more about her in a few. Yeah, you're good. You're um, good. But to stay on track. So I, I went to um, 
to UNM, got my degree, and I couldn't find a job after I got my degree. Uh, it was really difficult because they don't tell you how much you need to have in hours and in other areas and volunteering and things like that in order to actually be seen as, as even like a counseling position. So I struggled with that because I was really mad that I spent five years of my life going to school and, and getting into debt, and then I couldn't get mm -hmm. a job in my field. But I went into, I got a job anyways, and I, I went to work at a ranch for about six months in Asleta, uh, and it taught me a lot. I worked really hard. Uh, I had so much fun doing it. I realized how capable I was of, of things that I never thought I could do. Um, my The guy that I worked for was a family friend and he took really good care of Emmy and I. He always allowed me to take Emmy to work with me. So for from the time Emmy was about two to three, she was on the ranch with me. Um, and, and it was a good time. And then I, I realized I really needed to get a job with benefits and start thinking about supporting my family. So I got a job with Fidelity Investments and it was a blessing and a curse. It was a great job, great benefits. Um, but I moved into the pension department and that was one of the hardest areas because people and their money are very touchy. Um, and I did have difficulty with um, the stress of the job. And before that, I didn't drink. Um, I had Emmy when I was 20. I breastfed her. So I didn't drink until I was about 23, 24. Um, but my downfall was pretty swift and pretty quick because within a year, I would say I was dependent on it. Um, what I was doing and what I didn't realize I was doing was I was building really bad habits because I would drink before bed because I realized, oh, I could have a couple drinks and, and actually sleep because my stress from the calculations was so bad that I was getting insomnia. And I was like, dream I was dreaming about these calculations. Like Ryan tells stories all the time about how I slept talk about yeah. calculations. Like that's how bad it was. I I'd talk about it in my sleep and he would be like, you know, I, I would try to wake you up and be like, babe, go stop talking about math. Like who talks about math in their sleep? That numbers like, floating all over your head. Oh yeah. So I, I mean, it was bad. And, and at that same time I was, I was alone because I was staying in Albuquerque and, Emmy was uh, living in Laguna with my parents. Just, it was really difficult to pay for childcare, and 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 live here. And so they were helping me by having her stay there to go to Head Start. And at the same time, it was it was very lonely, and I was always by myself. Um, Ryan was living out in Laguna. We were dating at the time, but he was living and working in Laguna, and so nobody was really there to like monitor me or check on me. And not in that they didn't care. It was just we were distant, you know. And yeah. we talk on the phone, but if you're talking to somebody on the phone, sometimes you can't quite tell if they're drinking or not, or they can be good at hiding it. Um, yes. So that was the habit I got into was kind of drinking at night to help myself sleep. And eventually, you know, you get to a point where your tolerance is higher. And so then you have to drink more because it's not enough. And and those were continuous things that I was doing to myself. And I, I have journals like 
that I would write in, like talking to myself, asking myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm pretty sure this isn't healthy. Like, I think maybe I need help. So I would like journal about it. And, and it took me, but even then, like, it's a weird life that you live when you're in that alcoholic state, because you can be aware of it, but the alcohol keeps it at bay to a point where you don't really want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. At least that's how it was for me. And so it was really interesting to, to now have kind of almost like a case study of myself by going through what I did, because I see how difficult it is to get out of. And I understand why it's a struggle because yes. it renders you like into a functional depression. And mm -hmm. so you can convince yourself to do things that you don't really want to do, or you can convince yourself to not do anything either because it makes you complacent and it makes you comfortable in the mess that you live in. And, and sometimes people, you know, t it takes drastic things before they realize how bad they are. And that's the point that I was getting to. I w went to jail. I probably drove multiple times um, when I shouldn't have. There was times where I tried to run away or, you know, thought I was running away, but I don't know where I was really going. Um, and so it was, it was awful, you know, to talk about myself like this now is really interesting because <laughs> I'm okay with it, but it's still, it's still interesting how much it brings up because it's your life and it's something mm. that you're not proud of, but it happened and there's probably a lot more that happened that I don't remember. And that's really the unfortunate part yes. because I was so out of it. Um, but I did, you know, have several seizures from trying to detox. I went to two different places to um, try to get better to two 30 day programs. And I met amazing people. Mm -hmm. I met people that were like me that were loving and caring before, but you know, had slips and, and, and it made me realize how human we all are um, and how I can't judge anyone for the substance and what it does to them because it doesn't allow you to be who you should be. Mm -hmm. um, and yes. it's really difficult to, to try to get people to understand how to quit because sometimes the willingness just isn't there because the substance has dwindled it down so bad. So, you know, for me, I just, I look at myself now as an opportunity to, to help people hopefully before they get to this point, because, you know, the seizures really hurt my brain in ways that I probably wasn't aware of until recently when I started, you know, really trying to work hard to remember things. Um, but thankfully through, through work and through the things that I'm doing to help myself, I'm, I'm finding out that my, my brain is healing itself. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of things that are changing and this is this year this is my third year sober. I celebrated, um, uh, August 27th awesome. uh, as my third That's birthday. Uh, and it's finally the first year that I feel like myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's where I was, I was getting to when I did my marathon, um, because what I realized was after my first, uh, birthday of sobriety was I, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. You think that you're going to get sober and then everything's going to kind of fall into place and you're going to be really happy again because you're sober, right? Like everything's yes. great, but it's not always the case. Um, being sober just makes you that much more aware of the things that you had done before, I think. And there's still a lot that has to be worked on to make the person whole. Getting sober is just the first step. And so 
um, that first year of sobriety was just really about getting sober. And that's all it was because I failed multiple times getting sober. Like I relapsed over and over again, like every two weeks I would say, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to be sober for a whole month. Watch, I can do it. And then I'd get my next paycheck and, and that wasn't the case. And it's just interesting to know, you know, how difficult it was for me because I'm pretty hard headed. And I think that if I put my mind to something, I can do it. But it took me multiple times trying to stop before I really stopped. But that was because I was so hard headed about continuing. Like I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to do it because I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. You know, those were some of the things that I can remember myself saying. Yeah. And my dad was like, hard on me you know he'd be like questioning me like what are you talking about like this doesn't make any sense like you're driving yourself into the ground like you don't even realize how much you're destroying your life like you don't this like what are you so deterred what are, why like what are you doing and i was like i don't know i just remember riding in the car one day and i was like i don't know i think it's just like misguided determination and he was like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, it's just like you've got your compass all backwards and now you're just going in the wrong direction. But you're so stuck on being stubborn that you don't want to give up and you don't know how to fix it. And yeah. he was just kind of like sitting there listening to me ramble, you know, um, but <laughs> It, in the in so many ways, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense because that's what I think happens is your compass kind of just gets disoriented because you are disoriented and, and you don't mm -hmm. know up from down and it really can be hard to find your way through it. So um, for me, I think most of it was just uh, a battle to to outsmart myself um, because I could convince myself very easily that I needed to drink. Um, but once I realized, I think at one point when I was in detox, I asked, how many times have I been here? And they said, uh, eight. And I said, what? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you've been here eight times. And I was like, oh my God, like, what the heck am I doing? At that, that moment, I think was one of the moments that I finally started to shift and realize, okay, this is, this is getting out of hand. Cause I had already been to, I had already had, I think three seizures by that point. I went mm -hmm. to the ER. I had bit through the back of my tongue on one of them. And so actually I can finally say an S now without like sounding funny. But for yeah. a good couple of years, I had my scar was so big and bulgy still that I had a hard time speaking. So um it's been a it's been a whole different kind of struggle to to realize where I was at and and be able to pull myself out of it. But now I see that I am extremely um grateful and blessed to have been able to do that because so many people that I know this past year have already lost their lives to this and, and they're my mm -hmm. age or a little bit older and they're all from our community and it just really hurts because it's such a preventable disease and it's something that I think can be helped with community when you have support um, but the stigma yes. around alcoholism has been so harsh that it drives people into isolation instead of asking for help. And mm -hmm. so for me, I remember having to say, hi, my name is Brandy and I'm an alcoholic the first time. And it was in detox because they force you to go to AA when you're in detox. And uh, and I couldn't say it. I choked on alcoholic and they like just cried and I cried and I cried and I cried because those were words that I never wanted to say, you know, yes. and to have to hear myself say them was in a room full of people that were really, you know, bad. They were people off the street. They were people that 
had really, really destroyed their lives. And I, I kept thinking like, I'm not one of them, but I was one of them, you know, and I was on my way to being even worse off because I remember being in talks and, and convincing myself that it would be okay to just like empty my bank account and take my car and I was going to leave leave my phone and 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 not come back you know I was gonna go as far as my money would take me and see what I could do on my own and and it's just crazy to me that those are were logical thoughts at one time but that's yes. how much alcohol can change you and that's why I'm here because I don't want people to think that they have to stay that way Yes. Because you can change your mindset. You can completely change everything about that situation by just stopping and taking a day or two to, you know, focus on your health and start moving forward. So that for me was starting to run again because I had hit my 30th birthday and I was 210 pounds. And I remember thinking I wasn't going to be fat in my 30s. And here I was turning 30 and I was 210. Like all the things that I said to myself, I was so mad, you know. And that's where I, I just realized that there was so much more that I had to do versus mm -hmm. just say. And I could say all I wanted, but I, if I wanted change, I had to actually do it. So that's when I started telling myself, do better to be better. And then I ended up just shortening it in my head to do better, be better. Because to me, you can't be better unless you're doing something about it. Because every change takes action. And so if I want something to do, if I want something to be a certain way, I have to do something about it. And that always has to come first. So for me, that's where um, I just ch started changing my habits. I stopped eating so much sugar. I stopped um, drinking a lot of soda. I really invested in the type of food that I was eating as far as being more um, leaning towards plant-based and, and whole organic foods. Um, and over a year, I lost 80 pounds. So I celebrated my 31st birthday by running a half marathon. Awesome. And that was something I never thought I would do. I thought I hated running. My dad had wanted me to run from the time that I was little through high school. And, and I don't think I was ever really taught how to run properly. And so I mm. just ran myself into the ground. Like I would literally want to throw up every time I got done running. So I'm pretty sure yeah. I wasn't running right. But um, <laughs> needless to say, I, I now am found, re-taught re myself a lot of things and found a lot of, um, gosh, just peace, I think, in running. And it, it's one of the things that helps me breathe the best. Like when I'm running and my breathing gets in sync with my arms and my legs, I just feel so free. I feel like I'm flying. And and it's just a feeling that I, I appreciate because my body, body can do it again like holy moly my body yeah. can do it again like I just you know though that to me is like the celebration of life in in that sense it's like I was at a point where I was gonna say I didn't want to live anymore mm. but I changed that and to look at myself and be okay with who's looking back in the mirror now is is really one of the biggest um I guess mountains that I climbed and I'm grateful that I see the top of it now because so many things can go bad, but I know that I'll make it through it Yes, because that's just the, the, the way life is. And it's just a, a test and, and eventually it'll get better, but you have to work on it. And so 
that's, I guess, in summary, the long, long, <laughs> short story of, no of what worries. I can say. <laughs> no worries. This is this is what it's all about. And, you know, first of all, you know, thank you very much for for sharing that. Definitely brings a lot of emotions up for for myself um, as well as that. You know, I've had my my uh, my struggles with alcohol in the past as well. And um, it's funny thing that uh, you mentioned that we're talking about running and healing is that um, it's so I'm uh, I've been um it's been nine years since I've uh, used alcohol. And uh, so the reason for that is that, you know, I've been through it I, at that point in time, I got out of a long-term relationship. So I, you know, I just needed a change. And I think just uh, saying no, and that I'm going to stop here because I, I tried before and it was just like, yeah, um, for a month, just like a challenge myself. But I think, you know, just uh, for me, you know, being a wellness advocate and being a teacher at the time and, you know, saying, uh, putting myself in certain situations that, you know, in 2006, I got a DWI. So realizing that, you know, I can't put myself in this situation because it's time and money and things at that point in time that I didn't have much of. Um, but also too, just the effect that has not only on yourself, but your family and, you know, people that you that count on you to be there. So, mm -hmm. you know, 2012 came, I said, I, you know, I stopped that and I ran a marathon. So I ran here in uh, um, the Duke City Marathon. That was my first first and last marathon. But, you know, that was a, a way for me to heal because um, and uh, so that's ever since then. It's like, you know, when when I run is that um, and, and something um, that you can um, you can attest to is that, you know, when we do things at, at home, like during ceremonies that you, you know, you put yourself at the very end of things. So, you know, when I run, you know, it's for everybody else. And the last part, you know, last mile or last, you know, sprint is for me. So, um, so when we're talking about wellness is that it looks different to everybody. So you know, for me, wellness looks, you know, it has to be physical, but also too, as I got older, I'm concentrating a lot more on the, the mental and the breathing. And because, you know, again, little eyes are looking at me. Um, and I grew up with, you know, alcoholism. I grew up with a lot of, um, uh, like anger and seeing anger all over the place and fighting things like that. So that's something I, I told myself, I'm not going to um, you know, put my kids through that. So, you know, that's another means of my motivation and my inspiration are my kids and my family. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, when you're talking, you know, all of these things started um, coming up in regard to, you know, um, acknowledging where, where we've been, but also to what does that healing journey look like? And, you know, whether for you, it's running for me, it's running, it's, you know, all of these factors that go along with, you know, just that healing journey. But as that, like you said, I love what you said about the acknowledgement. So acknowledging, not being shameful of, you know, where you're at or where you used to be, but also to learning from that process, but also to, you know, kind of looking around um, who's in your network, who's in your, who's that support system, mm -hmm. even if it's not close people, but um, you know, there's, um, there's other people who are going through this struggle. And I feel that sometimes we feel that, am I the only one going through this? <laughs> yes. And that's I think that's why Facebook's been a great support because I didn't realize when I started sharing my story, the impact that it would have um, and the fact that I've had so many people reach out to me, mm -hmm. mostly about my wellness journey, mostly about my weight loss, because they were just astounded by how I did it and what I did. And I just really tried to reinforce to everyone that it's a process yep. and it's up to you to understand what that process is going to be like for you individually, because you can't always do something that somebody else does. However, this is what I did. And then I tell them, you know, this, I started here and this is what I'd use. And this is what I've done to try to get them to realize that this is a process that they can totally have full control over. You know, mm -hmm. it's something that they are capable of doing. And I try to use a lot of positive reinforcements and just remind them that they can use a voice like 
they would with their child, with themselves, because I think sometimes that's really what we need to do is just take a step back from being so hard on ourselves and, and really just remember, like, it's okay. Like, yeah, I'm an adult, but I don't know everything. And that yeah. doesn't mean that I'm dumb. It just means that like, I have some learning to do. Yes. And so sometimes just taking that, you know, mental check and, and really taking that time to be okay with not knowing something is a good thing. Um, because it just shows that you, you are okay with having to learn something new. And I think that really shifted for me about a year ago. I think I was talking to my dad about something because we, when I started hunting with him, we got to start spending a little more time together. And when we do, we have some really interesting conversations. And so I, I was complaining about something that I couldn't quite figure out. And I was, and I got mad about it. And he was like, Brandy, I've been alive 30 years longer than you have. That's why I can do it so easily. Like calm down. Like you haven't had to do this, you know, over and over again. And that to me was just like, like, yeah. oh, no wonder why people are so good at it. Like, <laughs> duh, like, duh, I know that. But like, in some ways, it's kind of funny to have somebody be so point blank and like in your face, like, hello, you yeah. need to learn, like, <laughs> take the time to practice and maybe you'll get good at it, you know, yes. kind of thing. But my mm -hmm. dad's always been good about holding us accountable in that way. So. Like me talking to my seven-year-old daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, but it took, takes the pressure off, you know, and uh -huh. I think that's really where so many people could use that reminder is that we create the stress a lot of times for ourselves by thinking about the what ifs, by going so deep down the rabbit hole about what might happen that our minds don't understand the difference. There's been studies. Our minds don't understand the difference between a what if question and if it's really happening. So when you start to induce those questions to yourself and it starts to stress you out, that's because your body's physically reacting, thinking that that's happening. And so mm -hmm. when we do that to ourselves, we tear ourselves down and, and we're really not physically and mentally healthy because of it. And so I've, totally tried to change that mentality within myself and and I feel myself start to spiral and I get like overwhelmed and, and stressed then I'm like okay mm -hmm. I need to stop thinking about this because this is not helping me and what's the possibility of all these things really happening probably not a great one so let's just take a step back and focus on what we're really doing right now and maybe that's driving because I should probably be paying attention to where I'm driving because <laughs> I do a lot of my thinking when I'm driving but yeah. then I miss turns and stuff like that so but yeah it's things like that you know and and sometimes people aren't taught that those are things lessons that I've learned by listening to other people by listening to podcasts by reading books like I feel yeah. like I found a lot of healing through just diving headfirst into all kinds of information because I didn't know what was going to help, but I didn't want to say no to everything. I said no to a lot of things in the beginning, but once I finally started giving into the help, things started working. And I mean, things like um, AccuDetox, which is um, where they put needles in your ears. And what that helps do is detox your liver and your organs from the alcohol. And so it helps the healing process a little bit. Started doing things like that. Um, like I said, listening 
listening to a bunch of different podcasts just to educate myself on on different forms of meditation because Mm -hmm. I don't quite meditate regularly yet, but I didn't realize how many different kinds of meditation there are. And that's when I learned about monkey brain. And I was like, oh my God, I have monkey (laughs) brain. And, And really what they talk about is it's the way that your mind swings from one thing to the other and you have a hard time focusing. And, and to me, that's like modern day ADHD, right? But when you, when you look at it in a different way and you say, okay, it's monkey brain instead. I just need to control my monkey and figure out how, what works for me. Then you're not taking pills and you're not, you know, ingesting all these other things. I'm not saying that you can't take pills or that you shouldn't (laughs) see your doctor or anything like that, but I'm just saying, try different things, find what works for you because a lot of times we can quiet our minds through meditation and that internally will have such a different impact. My mom's meditated for years and I'm trying to get to the point where I can do it, but (laughs) Man, it is like one of those things that I just no, I'm, try- I, I'm I feel, trying. <laughs> yeah, I feel you too. I, I I didn't know there was a, like so many methods of you know meditation. Is you know you, obviously you, you just you know you sit there and you just be quiet. But I didn't know that there was other forms where you can absolutely move and where your your mind can be monkey brain, but you're still meditating at the same time. So yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm struggling with that, but I'm, I'm that's something I want to learn too is uh, just another form of uh, you know getting your mind right, but also to it'll help your your physical um, wellness as well. So um, but um so uh so the cool thing about about this brandy having you on is that uh, you um you suggested and you uh wanted to come back on. So we're gonna jump into the last part of the um. Um, the agenda as far as like, uh, what is your what is your message? And what is your next move? Because um, you're going to be hearing Brandy again on the on the podcast, because uh, she's going to let you know what she's up to her next move. And then uh, sort of like a you know, where you at? You know, what's an update? You know, what's going on? How have you been? Um, But also to to share more about her journey about this 50 mile race that she is doing. Uh, She got selected. So Brandy, what is this race? What does it mean to you? And what is your Um, your closing message for the audience. Okay. So the race for like a two minute summary, hopefully I can keep it pretty short because it was actually weirdly a long process. It started with the half marathon that I ran last January, right after I was still feeling like I could go like another 10 miles I finished and I was like, I got this, like, I'm going to keep going. That's, that's how I felt. And then at that moment I thought, maybe I need to run a marathon. And it was kind of like, all right, holy moly, this is different. This is, this is interesting because I never thought I'd be running again. And I kind of didn't forget about it, but I started just feeding myself more running material, right? Like I have this, this thing that I do where if I want something to be a part of my life, then I tell myself that I have to start ingesting it a little bit more. Mm. So I'll go and I'll find pages that relate to things. So like beating, when I want to beat, I go look at a bunch of beating pages. And this was kind of the same thing with running. I was like, okay, I need new running pages. I'm going to go find some running things. And I found this page called Mount 10 Ultra and it's M-O-U-N one zero ultra. So it's basically mountain, but they spell it with a 10. And it's a it's a page where they were talking about diversifying running through the starting line, meaning that they wanted to invest in a racing team that was heavily um, people of color and women. 
So really what they're trying to do is provide opportunities to runners that wouldn't normally have the chance to run in these types of races, maybe due to finances or to other situations. And so uh, they're a small page, but you should go follow them. They're doing big things. They're looking for more sponsorships, but really they want to just give a chance to people so you can apply to be a part of their racing team, which is what I did about five months ago. And I, I was standing in the living room telling Ryan, I'm going to apply for this because they put a call out on their Instagram and I was like, I'm going to apply for this. I have a feeling I'm going to get it. I, I want you to be aware because like, if I do get it, then this means that like, I'm really going to have to focus on running and, and my health and all these things. And so I was talking about it. Speaking of, you know, talking to the universe, that this is why I tell the story this way is because <laughs> I want people to understand that I was speaking to the universe when I was yes. telling the, telling Ryan that I wanted to do this because putting it out there is half the battle. And four months went by, I kind of forgot about it. Uh, in August, I got an email that I almost deleted basically saying this is confidential. We want you to be a part of our racing team for 2022. Um, you've been selected along with, you know, I think there's like 60 of us right now, but they have a spread out between different races. Uh, so I get to run in the Moab, Utah race called Behind the Rocks. And the distance that I selected was 50 miles, which is the longest you can do. Uh, the options yeah. were a 30K, a 50K, and, or a 50 miler. And so I decided that I, I wanted to go bigger, go home, I guess. And um, so, yeah, so they paid for my sponsorship. I um, went online and did my entry a couple weeks ago, and it was the greatest feeling ever to put in my my racing code and nice. to watch the fee go from $190 to zero. And, and that's what they do, you know, for people is they give them the chance. And for me, it's just an opportunity to put myself on a larger scale with other runners that have been doing this for a long time. And what I've been reading and, and researching is that women in long distance running only get better with age. Um, uh -huh. They really, because you get smarter, you, you learn your body, you understand how to work better for yourself. And, and there's women that have kids and they run and, and I'm just like, I'm just amazed by by runners and the community of people that um, have really supported me through this wellness journey that, you know, much being said, running medicine is, is a huge part of why mm -hmm. I started running. Um, they were the running group that I went to and, and, the fact that they have the opportunity to get shoes for a lower cost. Like that was one of the things that I struggled with was being able to buy running shoes. And so to me, I just always find opportunities that will help me in ways that I can continue to further myself as an individual, because I think that my mom was really good about telling us that the world was up to us to decide what we wanted to do with it. And that as long as we lived with a good heart and with good intentions and, and were really positive, then, you know, things would happen for us. And for me, I've always felt that to be true. There's been so many things in my life that have come because I've worked really hard and I've prayed really hard and I tried really hard to put my best foot forward. And then, you know, something happens and people say, oh, you're so lucky. And I'm like, I'm not lucky. I prayed for this. You know, I tried to work hard for something and and it seems like luck to people. But really, when you realize the 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 oh gosh, I don't even know how to say it, that you can say something like that, that I could say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get it. And then it happens. And, you yeah. know, you have like full control of, of your future, <laughs> what you want to do for yourself. Like that's a game changer. And I think so many people don't get that opportunity to become mm. that. Um, 
self-aware and, and confident in what they're doing. Like, I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but that's okay because I'll find yes. my way through it. Like I, I've, I've proven myself to, to make it through a lot of things. And, and so now I, I feel like that that's my main message to, to everyone else is that finding yourself is going to be the best journey that you can have in your life. And once you start to turn inward and focus on who you are as a person and the possibility of who you can be, I think the opportunities start to come. And, and we really all as a community have a chance to be a better person within um, our, not just our small community of Laguna, but of, of larger communities. Um, and so my main message to everyone is just be healthy and do that the best way you know how but if you don't know how then ask for help because there's people like me that are willing to help you I've had so many people message me and just ask me you know what I did and I, I give them a rundown of how I did it and what worked for me and then recently I've had a couple friends that have reached out to me because they're having difficulty with alcohol and I cannot be more blessed you know for them to come to me and say hey I need help in that time of need that to me makes that that I means that I'm doing something right by putting myself out there and saying, hey, if you're struggling, let me know because I'll be there for you. Like that shows so much for them to turn around and, and actually say something. And I always encourage whoever reaches out to me and I always tell them, you know, you should be so proud of yourself that you're reaching out, that you're saying something, that you want to stop this because it's your life and you have total control over it if you want to. And so that to me is, is always my message to everyone and to my friend that I was talking to yesterday. That was the biggest thing that I told her was that number one, I love you. Number two, I'm not upset with you, you know, for for this. And number three, this this is your opportunity to continue to choose what you want to do for yourself and for your family. And there's nothing wrong with living a sober life that a sober life is one of the funnest things that you can um, have. And and for me, I, I, I truly try to embrace every every blessing that I've received in the past couple of years because it's what keeps me sober mm -hmm. because I almost gave this life up, you know? So to me, I just, I want to try to help as many people as I can because nobody needs to do this alone. And it really is something that can heal our community once we start to understand how we can support one another through it. So I just don't want people to give up. Um, because they're not alone. There's so many resources. Uh, so just do better to be better. And that's like my, my thing that I tell myself every day. And I always say that I'm growing through it instead of I'm going through it, you know, because every lesson is something that we can, uh, or every trouble or trial, we can learn a lesson from and we can grow up and, and all of us should strive to continue growing because when you become stagnant, that's when things start to fall apart in your life because the universe wants you to move and the universe wants you to grow and be a better person. And that's why it'll force us to change sometimes. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Oh, give some positive vibes. Definitely, you know, thank you very much, Brandy, for being vulnerable. Thank you very much for, you know, sharing your your story. I'm, I'm sure there's so much more that we can talk about. And that's the that's a cool thing, because you'll be back to yes. get an, give us an update on your your training for your 50 miler. That is awesome. Um, that's a you know huge accomplishment in itself. But, um, you know, just um, and I think the biggest thing I love what you said about do better to be better. 
and you are growing through it. And I think just a change in the mentality of, you know, the things that we go through, even on a, a daily basis, whether it's small or big, that, you know, keeping that positive frame of mind, but also to, you know, finding what works for us. I think that's, you know, again, that's the beauty of wellness. That's the beauty of support. So again, I want to acknowledge you and say thank you very much for sharing your, your story, your journey with us. And, um, you know, for all of those who are listening, you know, just, uh, uh, just know that uh, Brandy's going to be back. Uh, she's going to be able to share more about her journey, you know, and I, I'm going to get to your daughter. So I'm sure we can talk about your daughter as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, just the motivation and inspiration that she brings to your life um, and anything else, you know, anything else about uh, about your life that you want to relay in regard to how is it increasing your wellness, you know, and but also to how are you planning for um, the intergenerational wellness that happens when you make moves, when you make changes now. So again, um, so thank you very much, Brandy, for for being on Big Ups Live, and uh, you know I I just wish you um, wish you the best, and also to wish your wish your man, your partner, uh, the very best birthday as well. Happy birthday, Ryan! Um, many more happy birthdays to you, brother. And uh, so other than that, we'll we'll catch up with you again, Brandy. Um, so if you want to say bye, whatever, adios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I just realized that you said at the beginning it was the fourth episode and and four is such a sacred number for us, right? So I, yes. I'm just honored to be here. I was laughing because I try to listen to my horoscope now every day just to kind of <laughs> see what it's going to warn me about. And of course, it my horoscope doesn't know what I have going on in my life. But one of the, the messages that came through was... Um, use this opportunity to change your public image in a good way and to shift the way people see you. And, and, and I'm like, how does it know that I have this opportunity? You know, it's just laughing. And I, and I really just like, you know, you and Shauna to me have been some of the key people within our community that have really put a foot forward and taken on the responsibility of trying to help our people. So, you know, you and her have been, you know, amazing and giving me opportunities. And I, and I say that only because she was the one that offered the uh, teaching class for, um, uh, oh, now I'm going to forget, cooking class. I was, oh, yeah. a, she brought me in when I was still trying to, you know, find my footing and she believed in me and she told me I could do it. And, you know, you, you've put out that same kind of effort in, in allowing me to be a part of this growing podcast that you have. So I'm just grateful. Thank you for the opportunity. And um, at the end of the day, I'm just really uh hopeful that this will help people understand that this disease is dynamic and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, your education level, how much money you make. It doesn't matter that those things are insignificant because it'll destroy your life regardless of, of those things. And so um, I just, you know, hope that people see that that change is possible uh, because so many times we hear people use this, the saying people don't change or things don't change, but they do, mm -hmm. they change all yes. the time. And, and as long as we're open to the change, then uh, the opportunities will come. So with yes. that, I just hope that people stay open-minded and, and continue to pray and pray for one another and, you know, get moving, try going for a walk and go listen to the birds or, you know, do something to be outside because that in itself is very healing. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you very much, Brandy. And we'll catch up with you again soon. Definitely. Excited for it. All right, champions. We again, thank you big, uh, big ups to, um, to Brandy Ami for sharing her story. And again, if it touched you, uh, if it made you emotional, you know, that's what this show is about, all about because we bring champions from 
different walks of life from different locations to share their story, whether it's, uh, you know, we have the ugly things in our lives, whether we have the, the most successful, shiny things in our life, but knowing that wellness is a part of that. As we get, like I mentioned before, as we get older, as we have children, as we get married, as we move, you know, wellness is going to change. And I think just acknowledging that, but also to adapting to what you have in front of you and knowing that things can get better because we have all our struggles. We have our struggles on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, a stressful job or maybe traffic or maybe kids or balancing things, finances, things like that. Because again, just finding what works for you coming to a, a place where you feel comfortable, where you feel uh, comfortable with asking for help, where you come um, feel comfortable with, you know, re doing your research in regard to how, what's going to make me feel better, but also to, you know, what is your capacity? How much energy are you going to put into negative things? What don't you need in your life? Because that's, um, reflection is a, a powerful tool. And I really feel that we need to do a lot more reflection, especially now in the place and space that we're at right now. A lot of reflection has happened, you know, whether it's, you know, going out to the store, we have to be mindful of, you know, what are we doing? You know, a mask up and washing our hands and things like that and going to play at the park. Things that, you know, we're living in a different um, different place and space than we did like two years ago. So again, I, you know, with that, you know, I just wanted to let you know that wellness is forever changing. Our societies, our communities are changing. So what's best is to reflect upon yourself because that's where wellness um wellness starts and then looking at your connections who who, who is in your uh, support system whether it's your family whether it's your born or chosen family whether it's your friends your network your coworkers, um and, and going into the community taking a taking a look into your community of what you know what are your assets what are the needs of your community things like that and where do you fit because you have purpose you have the ability to change. You have the ability to redefine what wellness means to you at your particular space, at your particular speed. So just know that, you know, you just don't throw your hands up and say, no, I'm, you know, I don't belong, but you do, you have purpose. So that's how I want to end the show, but also too, in the words of Brandy is do better to be better and then growing through it. No matter what you're going through, whether it's again, from the highs to the lows, we're growing through it, we're growing together and find those people who make you feel good. Find those people who make you feel happy. Find the things that make you feel good. Find the things that make you feel happy. So with that, I just wanted to thank you very much, Champion, for being here. Again, if it raised, um, you know, some people popped in your head, you know, reach out to them, send them a text. Whether it's yourself that needs that healing, you know, take some time for yourself, breathe, you know, go for a run, enjoy, enjoy the outdoors right now. So again, like I always mentioned, is be active in all aspects of your life. You know, stay positive in all aspects of your life and know that you have a place and space to learn more about this from community champions from all over the country, all over the world, from different locations, different sectors and different spaces. So until next time, stay active, stay positive, And thank you very much for attending this episode four with Brandy Ami on the Big Ups Live podcast. And we'll see you again for number five.